T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. I was wrong last week, but I'm going to be right this week. This is episode seven. I'm almost positive I said episode seven last week, even though it was episode six of Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And this week's episode is going to be the first of what will be many over time of the location-based episodes. And that is because Patrick, this past weekend, was not in the Portland area. I was not. In fact, I just got back yesterday, and I woke up this morning, and I feel terrible. And uh, yeah, I'm not doing anything today. I'm just talking to you. You feel terrible because you're hungover? Uh, because your ribs still hurt a lot? I don't know. Uh, all of the above. Um, you traveling know, makes you allergy. Yeah. Tra- traveling. Uh, I ate a lot of really awesome food, but it, uh, I did just come back from uh, the South and mm. uh, my, Butter body and is, cream. my body is heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the South is Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. I was in Asheville, North Carolina. And, and first and foremost, Asheville is not the easiest place to get to. Um, you can't really fly into Asheville unless you have a bajillion dollars. Uh, so me and a couple of my friends, so a bunch of us went out there for, uh, one of my best friend's weddings and, uh, some people flew into Charlotte, which turned out to be an absolute nightmare as their flights were canceled and things like that. Uh, me and a buddy, we flew into Atlanta, rented a car, got into Atlanta about 1130 PM Atlanta time on Thursday and drove three and a half hours to Asheville, got in about 330 in the morning. That seems okay. Three, yeah, it wasn't three and a half bad. hours isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, and then yesterday, flying back, I drove. Oh, the night before, we drove back down to Atlanta. So we stayed the night in Atlanta and then flew from Atlanta to Phoenix to Portland. And that was an all day endeavor. So we're going to do this every now and then, just like with our beer style podcasts, where we want to explore other cities outside of Portland, which is our home base for their breweries and the beer types and the beer scene and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we're going to do, we're going to start here because Patrick was there and, and it's easy to, to do it this week. Don't forget to find us on tending to the fan.com iTunes and Google play and to rate review and subscribe wherever it is that you find us. We appreciate it. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Patrick's at PDD 85. That's the same Twitter and Instagram. He uses Instagram more. I don't have an Instagram, so that's where you can find us. Talk to us about beer, about the episodes, and all that kind of stuff. We love it, and uh, we appreciate all of your ratings and comments and all that kind of stuff. But took, let's oh, took a lot it. of pictures while I was in uh, while I was in Asheville, so the Instagram is uh, is a pretty good spot right now. You can go see the beauty that is one of the biggest breweries probably in the country. It is, and uh, you can see that on Patrick's Instagram, and we'll talk about that in a little bit here on the podcast. So go check that out at p diddy zero eight five on Instagram, but. I want to start before we dive into the beer scene at Asheville. I, how was the city? What was the vibe of the city? Uh, Asheville is pretty amazing. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. I heard a lot of people say, you know, it's like the bend of the East Coast. And I'll tell you what, if we cut beer outside of it, and if we cut what you can do outside of the city of Bend, uh, Asheville is 10 times a cooler city than Bend. Whoa. No offense. I mean, there's sure there's Mount Bachelor, there's Sun River, there's a bunch of stuff you can do all around the outskirts of Ash, of uh, of Bend. But as far as the city goes, Asheville is absolutely gorgeous. Trees everywhere. It's kind of built. It reminds me of Pullman when I went to Wazoo because it's kind of hilly, um, but it's very much a kind of hip, um, artsy, culture filled town uh, with a with a ton of people. It does seem like more tourists. Than, than locals, so there's uh, there's your Ben connection right there. Uh, but Asheville is absolutely gorgeous. I highly recommend going there. Uh, the people were nice. You very much get some North Carolina Southern hospitality, if you know what I mean. Uh, there were some really nice people there. Uh, ten out of ten could not could not have been happier. And everything's kind of centrally located. I was laughing that every time we went somewhere, I uh, put in my put into Google Maps like how to get there, and everything was seven minutes away. 
Well, that's nice. Everything was. You just could walk everywhere then. Pretty much, yeah. That's perfect. And I just zoomed in briefly. I, I went onto Google Maps myself. So it's kind of in the western area of North Carolina. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes from the Tennessee border. Yeah, and there's a gigantic amount of the state way to the right. So yeah, totally western. It looks like it's kind of in some mountainy hills over here, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But when I zoomed in on the map, literally like six breweries popped up instantly. And they're all within seven blocks of each other. <laughs> yep. So that's cool. That That's pretty cool. I'd like to go now. I'd like to experience Asheville after that review. 10 out of 10. Man. Place was just gorgeous. I mean, sur- surrounded by trees. It was very outdoorsy. Now, the I guess I will give it a ten out of ten because I loved it. But if I had one negative thing, it's not an Asheville thing. It's a South thing. It is muggy, hot, and disgusting. Mm, like always swampy. And when you walk everywhere, your body gets swampy. If you catch my drift. Well, of course I do. Yeah. You step outside of a door. AC on the inside. Outside is regular heat. And it feels like you're walking into a wet blanket. Yep. And it feels like uh, you are already dripping before you even move one step forward. Everybody has air conditioning. Everybody. Well, you have to. Yeah. Or you would die. It wasn't even that hot, per se. Because, like, today... It was the humidity. Yeah, because today it's hot in Portland, uh, but the humidity makes it really, really awful. So, what what breweries did you go to, then? You said you went to how many? I went to seven breweries. Seven. Um, And I drove by an eighth. Um, I know that sounds weird, but I'll, I'll get to that. But yeah, I went to seven breweries, um, almost all of them located downtown. Let's see. I think there's one, two, three, four, five of them were within probably uh, eight to ten block radius. Uh, so that's, I mean, there's a lot of breweries in Bend, <clears throat> but you're not walking to eight breweries in ten blocks. Uh, yeah, I walked to eight breweries when I went to Bend last time, and it was the entire day. Yeah. Because you have to cross the entire city. You know, ours is like, oh, well, let's go to this place. Oh, that's two blocks down the road. Oh, okay. Cool. And then this other spot is three blocks further from that. Yeah, so you could just do one kind of giant loop. Uh, we started out at Wicked Weed. Um, Wicked Weed uh, is a highly renowned brewery in the South uh, that a lot of people massively love and respect, um, I guess, up until they were bought out by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, but, uh, that is where we went first. It was kind of, we got in Thursday night. We woke up Friday. We met, uh, met the bride and groom and the bride's parents, uh, for a little lunch and they wanted to go to Wicked Weed and Wicked Weed, uh, the beer was fantastic. The food was really good. The space was really fun. Uh, they had kind of an outdoor patio and upstairs area and then a downstairs more kind of like tap room, self seating area, indoor and out. Um, there was table service, but it definitely felt a lot more casual um easily the most popular place in the city limits um you can understand why they're so popular because i remember driving by there a different day i think they open at 11 and i think i was driving by at 10 30 and there was about 15 people waiting outside wow yeah now it was labor day the town was absolutely jacked full of people so i mean i'm sure there was a little not a little especially when we get to the big place i went uh there was a little, there's definitely an uptick of people there. Um, but that's kind of how, you know, that not to take too much away from Wicked Weed because the beer was really good and the food was great and service was awesome. Uh, but that's kind of what big beer can do for you is that those are the guys that end up having giant lines outside. Yeah. You, you kind of update the space, mm-hmm. you get more spots, you get more marketing and advertising and all that kind of stuff. Pretty and much. All of a sudden, a lot more people know about you than they did in the past. Yeah. And they, you know, and they, you know, they remind me of, you know, your classic kind of Northwest brewery. They they touch on all styles. They have barrel-aged stuff. They have dark stuff. They have light stuff. They have hoppy stuff. Um, I was impressed with their hoppy stuff. What's their signature? Do they have a signature? I'm not sure what their signature is. Um, I mean, I know that a lot of people I saw around town at some other bars that there was one of their IPAs. I think it starts with a P. Uh, I'm not quite, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I would say that was probably kind of their big go-to. Um, they were offering, they did some tours and some tastings. I was kind of with, you know, I was with bridal party stuff, so I didn't get the chance to necessarily tour. I'm not the biggest tour guy to be fair, only because you know what all breweries. Look yeah. Like. I mean, you, once you, once you've kind of, there's a certain scale of brewery. Once you've kind of seen one, you've seen them all. It's not until you get to dudes making, you know, a million barrels of beer a year that things start to change. Uh, but, but it was, it was nice. I had nothing but great things to say about that place. I, 
I, I really enjoyed it. I think I had three different beers. I see a lot of dark beers on their beer menu, which is right up my alley. Yeah, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the IPAs I had. There was a Hellas Lager I had. A lot of people... French Toast Imperial Stout. Yeah, I, what? I took a pass on that. <laughs> oh. Uh, there was a, the, kind of a common theme. A lot of people in that town make Hellas Lagers, which makes me very happy. Um, so I was able to drink a bunch of those. So... What was next? You said you went to Wicked Weed, and I'm going to try to find this this pea beer as I scroll through their beer list, which is very large. They have something called Milk and Cookies, also right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, right after um, Wicked Weed, where did you go? Was it the I Pernicious? Think it. The Pernicious, yes. The Pernicious was kind of their their go-to guy. Um, cool. It, it was solid. All it right. worked. Where'd I you drank go? a lot of it. Where'd you go after Wicked Weed? So after we did Wicked Weed, I think uh, Bride and Groom split off, and then we had kind of started people starting to trickle into town um and it was kind of like hey we're going to this place let's meet up there let's go to this other place uh and then we went down the street to a place called burial um i wanted to check out burial brewing um because they did a collaboration with us at breakside about i don't know six months ago something like that and i kind of wanted to check them out and you know anytime you you make a friend with somebody you kind of want to go to their place and see their brewery yeah absolutely um they were all over the place they did a ton of like saisons and some mixed culture stuff now mixed culture is going to have the yeast strains that you would have in sour beers in like barrel aged sour beers but they're not necessarily sour if that makes sense no it's more funky than sour so it's not tart it's just kind of like whoa this is weird okay um, they did a lot of stuff like that. Um, so we were there as well. Um, interesting place. You would have really dug the place. It was kind of like a inside was all like wooden built sort of thing. It was kind of dark and gloomy in there, but like in a in a in a bright way. <laughs> so if that makes I would sense. like it because it was no, dark no, and gloomy. No, no, follow follow me, follow me. <laughs> and then the back they had a patio that was outdoor. The patio was absolutely absolutely really cool. Um but I think you would have liked it because it was definitely uh, an East Coast interpretation of like a heavy metal brewery. Ooh. There were a bunch of like skeletons and weird art all over the wall. The and... names of their beers that I'm looking at now all look like album or metal song names. Yep. Portal to Transgression. Yep. A Violent Voyage to Impermanence. I had that beer. Martyrs of the Resistance. I had that beer as well. I know a band named Betraying the Martyrs, so that's pretty close. Death in the Distance. Ta- oh, that's not cool looking. The deafening song of silence. Yeah, yeah, that's badass. I think I had that beer too. Uh, oh, there's more pages. Hold on. So, so that was so that was that one. That was kind of where we started, and then we that's where we really gained speed. We had uh, the golden carriage to oblivion. We had uh, three or four people join us there, and then on our way out, we had two more show up, and now we're a crew. Now there's you know seven or eight of us cruising through town, uh, hitting breweries. After we did burial, we ran over to Green Man which was, again, just up the street, uh, like two blocks away from there. Uh, Green Man, one of my one of my favorite breweries of the places that we went. Um, this, was, this was the kind of place that reminded me of Bend. Um, they had two spots, so one's their mass production facility, but then they had this small little tap room where they had their kind of pilot system, uh, and that was like, that was like a mini, almost like a mini version of Crux, in the sense where it looked, it literally just looked like a shack that you drank in and then you went outside and there was this patio that was kind of covered and it was just wood benches with a fire pit. Very like run down. Yeah. And the crowd was very blue collar. Interesting. Like you could tell that the people that were drinking at Green Man, I mean the patio, you walked in and it was an ashtray. I mean like the entire patio, everyone smoking. Oh, that's another thing you got to remember in North Carolina. North Carolina is built on Tobacco Road. Everyone smokes. Wow. Everyone smokes That's cigarettes. interesting, and that's totally a side note from any beer discussion, but I've, I've noticed lately that less and less and less people are smoking, here at least. Yeah, well, I think, that's, I think a lot of that is more the Northwest right. than Portland here, itself. Here in the Northwest, I, you just notice so many fewer people smoking. Mm-hmm. To go to a place where it's that common would be kind of a, a culture shock to me. It was crazy. I mean, there there's... There's like the the pole ashtrays, you know, that you see on the sides of the roads. Um, there's one, ev- I feel like, every 25 feet. Um, so you step outside and there's all these guys who literally just like like look like they got off work, you know, at one of the spots all around there. And just outside laughing, having a great grand old time. The, the atmosphere in there was very lively. But like I said, 
very blue collar to where Wicked Weed was more like, hey, we've got some money and, and this is kind of the brewery we want. Uh, Green Man was very much, yo, hey, what you having, man? Kind of place. So that, if I could compare to Portland breweries that I know, it sounds like Wicked Weed is almost like 10 Barrel. Okay. Once they got bought, sure. they kind of upgraded the space and they put the rooftop deck and it was clean and there's wood and it's all you know nice. I would agree. And Green Man, up until recently, is like Boneyard, because Boneyard <laughs> was in a garage yeah. until they opened up their new place, yeah. and it was tiny, and it was just like blue collar, and anybody who just walked in there who lived in the neighborhood would grab a beer, and that's in Bend, of course, Boneyard. is it? But, Well, you um, couldn't get a pint at the Boneyard. No. This place, you can get a pint. It's just I'm talking about the actual vibe you're describing. Very much so. It seemed kind of roadhouse almost. Yeah. Like, there should have been peanut shells on the ground. That would have been a good fit. I thought it was really cool. The bartenders were super awesome. Um, yeah, we were. Yeah, they were great. I had I had an excellent time at Green Man. They have really creative logos. I'm kidding. All of them have the same face on them. <laughs> it's a Green Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think. After that, oh boy. After that, I you think, were really drunk and you forget where you were walking. Yeah, I know. I think after that, we started. We had to go to. We had to start getting ready for like some wedding stuff. So I think some of us had to taper off and we had to get ready for rehearsal dinner and all that jazz. Uh, after the rehearsal dinner, though, we walked down the street back towards where uh, where Green Man and Burial and Wicked Weed are. We went to a place called Bramari. Yep. Um, See it right here, right in between yeah, all three. That place. That place was kind of like. A, how to explain it. They had an outdoor spot. They had an indoor spot. Um, mm, I don't know. Like some somewhere between like a green man and a wicked weed. So there was like nice stuff inside, but it also had kind of a, a leisure outdoor patio. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was a nice spot. I wish I could remember how much of the beers I liked uh, for it was <laughs> later in the night. And I think I had just drank a bottle and a half of wine during a... Ah. During uh, the rehearsal dinner, uh, but I remember not being. I remember not hating any of the beers I had. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So rousing endorsement. Right I know, there. I know. I feel bad. If anybody is listening from Bramari, I apologize. I ended up going back later that night for last call. So that that must mean something, right? Right. Yeah. You you can't remember how they tasted, so you doubly can't remember how they tasted for last call. For sure. But I went back, so it's got to be good. There's yes. like three other breweries around, so I went back there. Okay. Um, after that, I went to the Funkatorium, which is down the street as well. That is also owned by Wicked Weed. It's just a sour place. Um, that is literally just you walk up to a bar. It's just a giant outdoor patio space. Um, there's like a, a a live music stage. There's fire pits. There's barrels everywhere. Um, but they're all sour kind of based and funky stuff. So we went in and they had a few stuff on tap, but everything that looked great was in bottles. So we bought a bunch of bottles and pop bottles. Uh, and then after that, we went to some bars, and yeah, I don't. There you go. That was my night. That's not everything, though, right? That's just the one day you're talking about? That was just that day. Yeah. <laughs> now, that was most of them, uh, but that was just that day. It's funny because just this past weekend, my parents were in town. Uh, my wife and I just bought a house, and they were you know, helping us do some stuff, and, mm. and they stayed with us because it was the first time they could actually stay with us when they visit instead of having to get a hotel. And we went to Hood River. And because that was one of the few places in Oregon they have not been in the in the eight years that I've been here that they've come to visit. And I was like, hey, let's just go do the, the couple of the breweries over there. You know, let's just kind of go wander around, have some beer, have some food. And my dad and well, my mom's not much of a beer person, but my dad, he couldn't keep up. He could barely drink a pint at each place. He was just getting like bubbled up and full. And I'm sitting mm -hmm. there going, I'm great. What are you talking about? And then you're over here going to like, and I only went to three places and you went to eight, nine places in one day. <laughs> How on earth did you survive the bubble gut that was <laughs> sure to happen later that night? You know, it reminds me of when we, when we first, when we opened Slab Town and I was working there, it was about, I don't know, it was about eight months into us being there. And, uh, uh, there, there's a person who works there, and she says to me, she goes, you know what, Patrick? I think you're the only person here since we've opened that hasn't gained weight from drinking more beer. And I was like, oh, thanks. Then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, wait. This body has been in alcoholic beer drinking shape for decades. <laughs> All right, this is not a new thing for me. Uh, so I think that's how I made it. I'm just surprised. 
I'm I'm surprised the post bottle of wine and a half at rehearsal dinner that uh, that I was still standing. That you were able to keep going to multiple locations. Yeah, I mean I was loaded, but now it was like party time. Now we ha- now we were like a crew of like 15, 20 people deep because mm-hmm. now everybody had finally everybody that was coming to the wedding from the West Coast was now in town, and so now it was kind of mob mentality. All right, so that was Wicked Weed, Burial Beer, Green Man Brewery, Bramari Brewing, and the Funkatorium, and then. Repeat offending at Bramari. Okay, and then repeat offending at Bramari. So that was the five of the seven plus drive-by eight that you went to. Yeah, because that, that was the one day I had time to do breweries. And I was very lucky that I was with a bunch of people that also wanted to do breweries. I mean, we're all from back here, so it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, of course. It's like, hey, let's go check all this out. Uh, so then from then on out, I kind of just had to sneak some stuff in where I could. Um, I think it was, let's see, it was... Oh, I'm probably mixing days. I am mixing days. I don't know what happened in the middle. Oh, Friday we had... There was a wedding, probably. Friday we had dinner with our friends. Saturday was the rehearsal dinner. Okay. So on Saturday, before the rehearsal, which we went to Bramari and Funkatorium on Saturday. So before that, I had some free time and I went to High Wire Brewing. They have two locations. I ended up going to their mass production facility. They have like one downtown and then they had... uh, the mass production facility is like High Wire Big Top, I think is what they called it. Okay. Uh, and I instantly fell in love because it looks like Breakside, Milwaukee. Aww. Yep. I walked in there and I was like, huh, giant brewery, giant warehouse, a tap list, a couple nice people working behind the bar. I can hang out here. You like instantly step behind the bar. Hey, guys. Yeah, right. Just here to work. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, that place uh, was easily my favorite, um, and not just because, you know, I fell in love with the with the location, but uh, it was, That's kind you know, of a cool looking bar. I found a picture of it mm-hmm. right there. Um, spoiler alert, it was my favorite brewery okay. of the trip, um, not just because of the location. I enjoyed the location. I also watched Oregon State go up on Ohio State 7-0, and I was like, look out. Not really, because then it was like 42, 28 real yeah. quickly. Hey, they scored 31 points. Uh, but okay. I but I tried every beer they had on tap, and uh, what was weird was their most popular beer. They had a Mosaic IPA. Their most popular beer was uh, the worst beer I had. Wow. Every other beer I had was fantastic. Um, uh, my favorite beer they had, we might talk about later, Um but then I had a bunch of other stuff. Their Pilsner was great. They had a blueberry sour that was barrel-aged. That was fantastic. Um, they had two hazy IPAs that I really enjoyed. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. a that's an upset. Um, and because they were just, you know, they 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 again were kind of like breweries you see up here in the sense of that every, you know, just touching on all different types of styles. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed them. Plus, they had a food cart outside um that I got some some smoked pulled pork, in which I was really excited about. And then I asked, I was talking to the woman, and I was like, um, where else in this town can you get good barbecue? And she was real quick, very polite, but was real quick to remind me that a smokehouse is very different than barbecue. She was like, well, if I eat barbecue, I go to these places, but we don't do barbecue here. Oh. <clears throat> and I'm just like, seems the same to me, but okay. <laughs> okay, there was no barbecue sauce to put on it. Right. There was like some hot sauce. I did. But, <clears throat> but it was pulled pork. Mac and cheese, baked beans, and toast. And I was like, sounds like barbecue to me, but she was very quick to let me know that it was not barbecue. It was a smokehouse. I watched the Food Network, and on Chopped going on right now, or maybe it's over, I haven't seen them all, they were doing a special barbecue, like Pitmaster edition, Mm -hmm. and they had Pitmasters from each of like these four main cities, Kansas City, uh, Dallas, etc. And I forget which one it was, they said they don't use barbecue sauce on the meat. They want the meat to speak for itself. Hmm. Maybe it was North Carolina. I Maybe don't know. it is Carolina barbecue. I have no idea. Uh, I don't it, know a lot about barbecue, so it, I, I apparently don't you don't either. <laughs> I, I just eat a lot of good food. I just try to eat good food wherever I can. So, uh, you, so High Wire was your favorite. High Wire was my favorite, and that leaves one plus a drive by left. Yeah, the drive by was was funny. It was funny. The drive by was before High Wire. I mentioned to a friend who was meeting me. Uh, to this couple, and I was like, "Hey, I want to go check out this High Wire place." And they were like, "Okay, well, we got to check into our check into our hotel, freshen up a little bit. We'll be a little behind you, and I'll let you know." So I was like, "Oh, I'll use this opportunity to grab a quick beer somewhere else, a place that I know, and then I'll meet them at High Wire." As I was rolling in to the newish location of New Belgium in Asheville, North Carolina, mm. I got the text message: "We're on our way to." 
high wire. Oh. So I just drove by uh, the Sierra Nevada. Uh, I will be in Colorado in three weeks. So if I want to go to Sierra Nevada, I'll do that when I'm out there. Uh, but it was massive. Just a giant place. Wait, what? I thought you were inside Sierra Nevada. Sorry, New Belgium. Oh. Okay. They're big boys. Yes. I'm confusing. Um, so I, I just drove by. But what it looked like, it was right down on the river, um, kind of an industrial old part of town. Um, I didn't get to go inside or anything, but I mean, tanks galore, blah, blah, blah. The place looked massive. There it is. New Belgium Brewing right across the bridge. Yep. All right. So that's one stop left for you to go or one spot extra for you to go in Colorado. But that leaves the biggest of the big boys. Yeah. Sierra Nevada Brewing, which I just spoiled because I was confused. Well, and I, I spoiled it because I'm an idiot. Is by far and away the biggest place I've ever seen from your pictures. Yes. The outside reminds me of Stone Brewing in San Diego. The inside reminds me of the Tillamook Cheese Factory when you look through the windows when you're at the uh, observatory when there's the ice cream up there. It's just gigantic. And then there were people everywhere. There's people sitting everywhere. I guess Labor Day weekend, but yeah, we went on we went on Monday um, on our way out of town on our way heading to Atlanta because it's about a half hour south of Asheville. Uh, so. To go, you you know, you got to kind of make a trip of it. And you got to kind of be smart about how you're doing it. Uh, but we went down there. It's about a half hour south, half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. There's even breweries down there, too. And, other, other ones near it. And when you, when you roll into this place, I mean, you get off the highway and you take a turn and you start going down this road <laughs> called Sierra Nevada Lane. And then uh, it, Sierra Nevada Way. Sierra Nevada Way, excuse me. And then you start to follow this path to get to the parking lot, and it goes through this wooded area with this, like, wood structure bridges you cross. It's super intimate. You can't see anything but the road and these trees, and then all of a sudden you pop out to this massive, massive, like, Disneyland. It was insane. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like... It looks like almost like a car dealership or like a place where they build cars. They had, it was Monday at like 4.30 and they had still three parking lot attendants directing traffic in the parking lot. (laughs) Some of my friends went on Sunday before the wedding because they had time to kill. So they went down there and said that they had to park in an overflow lot and take a shuttle to get to the brewery. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's insane. So this place is gigantic. Obviously, it's a big name brewery, Sierra Nevada. Yeah. And they're just pulling in hundreds of people an hour, it sounds like. Sunday was their biggest day in the history. What what I heard, we heard rumors. So if, if someone from Sierra Nevada is listening, I apologize if this is wrong. But we had heard through hearsay that on Sunday, they had nine back-to-back hours of $10,000 in sales. <laughs> wow. That is $90,000 in nine hours of sales. Wow. That is insane. That's insane. All right? I work for one of the bigger breweries in this town, and it's not that our location is the biggest location, but like the building would be on fire before you did nine $10,000 hours. <laughs> I'm just looking. This place is huge, man. I just I went in on the Google Maps Street View. I I want to go there now. So what's really what's really cool about this place? You want to take me there? Sure, I would love to go back. Is is you walk in and you know, you walk in, the first thing you notice when you walk in is they've got, you know, they've got some copper tanks that look more like show on the right. They might actually be used, but they look kind of more like for show. And uh you walk in, it's kind of just like a restaurant. It's like a huge restaurant. There's probably 200 tables inside this <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> okay. And and so we waited in line, we grabbed some beer. They had a bunch of beers on tap, and like I was hoping, they had a bunch of the mainstays that I don't know. We didn't find out exactly if they, how much of the uh, like core brands that they make in Chico that they also make out there, but they basically had it set up two-sided. One, there was a full side of kind of their normal stuff, the pale ale, torpedo, um, stuff like that. And then on the left side was clearly things that they may, had made in-house. What was really cool is behind the bar, they had three serving tanks. They were each full of beer that were they were pulling beer off of the tanks and you could see the tanks and they had the little sign on each tank of what beer it was. Yeah. And you could see like them pulling the beer, too. Well, no, I mean, it's it's just it's hooked. I mean, it's still a, a steel vessel. OK, OK. It's still a metal. I wasn't vessel. sure if they had like little like windows for you to watch. No, the beer. That would be rad. Dragged down. Um, but no, but it uh, 
It's because you don't want the the light getting in. Gotcha. But uh, but I mean, they were right there. See, I can learn something still. <laughs> uh, and so that was cool. And you can, I think the we should have looked into this, but when we got there at five five thirty and we grabbed a beer, uh, last tour was at five thirty, so we didn't get a tour. Mm. However, there are two ways to get a tour. You can either sign up for the actual full blown tour, or there's a self guided tour. So ah. you can still walk through and see stuff. And you with, guys kind of know, or at least you specifically know what's going on, yeah, so you don't with, need the tour guide. Yeah, there was, I think there was five or six of us that did it, and I was with one of, one of my best friends who uh, has worked in beer before and restaurants, and, and you know, him and I are on the same page in terms of beer. So we were able to kind of you know, put two and two together and see some stuff. Uh, the only thing I think we missed out from taking the full tour is asking questions about, like, you know, what beers do you make here? Uh, how, how what's your barrelage per year at this location distribution footprint you know stuff like that but in terms of how they made beer it was you know we were able to kind of put two and two together it, it was nuts dude their packaging line was the size uh was bigger than bigger than any brewery in this town just the packaging area um i'm used to seeing hops come in boxes they had giant bricks in bins that they use snow shovels for to get out and that kind of blew my mind uh the biggest whirlpool i've ever seen in my life and i'm assuming the beer and food was good the beer and food was fantastic um again they made a hellas lager that i had that was absolutely phenomenal i tried another pale ale that uh i thought was great and it came back hazy and i thought they gave me the wrong beer and they were like nope it's hazy and i was like dang it boiled again (laughs) uh but that was good. Uh, everybody was drinking this uh, hoppy red that they made there um, coming out of the serving tank and this rosé, R-O-Z-E. So it was like a rosé beer. The rosé um, IPA trend is hitting as we talked well, about was, with Mike Hunsaker. Yeah, it wasn't an IPA, but uh, but it was some sort of like fruited, graped beer, something like that. And I tried it. It was good, but everybody else had at least one pint and, pint and I had to, uh, I of course finished with a pale ale. I had to. Of course, your, fa- your favorite classic beer. I mean, I was there. I had to. Of course, of course. And then you step outside, and there's, I don't know, another 50 tables outside, a giant lawn, and a concert venue stage. That, again, it like reminds... A, it was like an amphitheater. It reminds me of Stone, minus the concert, because Stone has a huge in- indoor area mm-hmm. and has a huge outdoor area that it, it, the place is just massive. It's by itself, kind of... There's like this little like military area on a side island near San Diego, kind of. It's kind of hard to describe. It's more yeah. north of the city. That's where it is, and it's just gigantic. It's the biggest one I've ever been to. So, I mean, obviously this one's bigger. It's just reminded me of that, if any of you have been to Stone in San Diego. There's uh, where the stage is, there's apparent, there was a walkway to the left that, go, that was going downhill, and it was closed on Monday, but my friends that went on Sunday told me about it and said... That if you go down, that all that is down there is just a larger field that you just kind of hang out in. And they told me, they were like, if you go, don't try to sit in the restaurant. It was like a four-hour wait to sit in the restaurant. But if you go down that hill into that grass area, there's a bunch of food trucks down there. So when they're super busy, they're able to open up basically another extension. A four-hour wait? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're able to open another extension, basically a giant lawn with beer games, lawn games, things like that, and food carts down there. So you can just eat out of a food cart instead of waiting in the restaurant. So if you're going to Sierra Nevada, get there when they open. Well, it was Labor Day weekend. I know, but still, get there when they open Yeah, and try to avoid the giant lines. I did watch an older woman try to walk in with what looked like a 30-pound long-haired cat. It was, and she asked if she could be sat with the cat. cat? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. It was a giant white cat. And uh, bless the souls of those little uh, 19-year-old host girls at the front desk. They they tried to hold it together. And then when she walked away, they were seating us, and they were just dying laughing. They could not believe that some woman tried to come in with a 30-pound cat. <laughs> like a 30-pound mancoon long-haired cat. It's like, no, lady, you can't bring this cat in. Is that North Carolina in a nutshell right No, there? that's just people being idiots. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Well, hey, man, I, I'm pretty jealous of that. I love going on these beer trips where I just go and try a bunch of breweries because I, like you, can handle having a beer or two at every single place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't destroy me. It doesn't make me fill up extra than than just food. And so I, I do have a couple of questions before we wrap up the segment. And favorite you said was High... High Wire. High Wire. And was your favorite beer a High Wire beer as well? Or was the favorite beer you had from somewhere else? Um... 
Yeah, I would say my favorite beer is the High Wire beer. Okay. Um, can we get any of the Asheville Brewery beer here? Not to my knowledge. I mean, we don't even get Wicked Weed out here. Um, outside of New Belgium and Sierra Nevada, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I've never even heard of these breweries. The only reason I knew who Burial was was because we did a collab with them. What about disappointing places or underwhelming places? Well, one really funny thing is there was a lot of times we went to a brewery and I ordered a beer and four other people ordered different beers and I hated mine the most. It happened to me multiple times. That's weird. So the style that you know that you like here isn't necessarily as good in in North Carolina. No, it wasn't that. It was like my buddy Eddie, we walked up to to, to Green Man and he ordered an I we were like, what are you feeling? He was like, I think I'm gonna get an IPA. I was like, I think I'm gonna do the same. We were looking and they had like three on tap. And he goes, I'm gonna get this one. And I was like, cool, if you get that one, I'll get this one and let's try him. He was like, sounds great. I hated mine. Loved his. And then we went back and did the same thing. There was a third IPA and a pale ale. I got the pale, he got the IPA, and I hated mine. And his was great. <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me at Green Man. It happened to me at uh, Funkatorium, and it happened to me at Sierra Nevada, too. Mm. Uh, so just, th- just the luck of the draw. Yeah, so I had bad luck on that. Um, to be honest, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Burial's beer, which is kind of disappointing, um, just because I wanted to like support them as someone that had collabed with us. Um, again, this is my opinion. Uh, I, I, I wonder if the beers that they make are just not quite my style. They did have a open fermented uh, lager, Vienna lager, that I really enjoyed. Um, but outside of that, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, and then I think the biggest thing that shocked me while I was there uh, was the service at Sierra Nevada was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. The food that was good. That sucks, but I'm also not surprised the because f- of the size. The food was great. The beer was great. The location was amazing. Um, but like when a bartender looks at three of you and you each order a beer, <clears throat> and then he charges you, you pay for it, and then he comes back with two and then walks away and starts making sample trays. You're just like, oh, maybe he forgot. No big deal. And then we had a woman. We were sitting. There was seven of us, and then it dropped down to four of us. And so the the far end of the table was completely empty now, and we had people dropping off food at the other end of the table where no one was sitting. And then one guy literally reaching. So I'm at the head of the table. If you think it'd be like a table of eight with three people on the lo- on each side of the long part, and then end caps at each side. He's standing at the far end. I'm the one, and there's two next to me. On each side, he's standing at the far end and is trying to reach across the table to hand me a beer. Meanwhile, there is so much space around me. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is strange, uh, but uh, we'll just go with it. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just a little to be desired. Okay. That's good to know for anybody going out there. Do you think, and I just wrote this down, growing or hit its limit? Do you think that Asheville on its tourism site sells it as the most breweries per capita in the U.S., yeah. which it, it sounds like they have 37 or 40 or something around that number. Do you think that there's room for it to go there from your your short time there? Did it feel like there was too many? What, what was kind of your feel on that? I didn't think I didn't think the market was saturated. I mean, that could be because we live here and we're kind of used to a brewery being on every corner. <laughs> right. Um, I would say if that town wants to grow in its brew scene, uh just to be frankly, just to be frank and honest, uh, the beer's got to get better. Um, the beer was good, not great. Um, I had some really great stuff, but on a whole, and one could argue that on a whole, Portland's beer isn't that great. On a whole, you know, that there's, you know, 90 breweries in this town that you can go to, but really only want to go to eight, you know. So they could be suffering from that as well. Um, I think what might be interesting is in the South, there probably isn't that much of a craft beer culture. So maybe Asheville in, in respect to the South is ungodly amazing. Yeah. But in respect to what we have grown accustomed to in the Northwest and the West coast is just good. Not great. Because think about the amount of people who are vacationing there Mm -hmm. from Alabama or Georgia or or Tennessee or whatever that maybe doesn't have the craft beer scene that we're used to. Then Asheville is, is that level higher. Town's also really small. Like the town's really small. So 
I mean, I know that there was Asheville Brewing Company is another one downtown that I didn't get the chance to get to. There was that other high wire location that was downtown that I didn't get the chance to get to. Um, so there was even more downtown than even I was able to get to. But uh, it's just small. So I think that's something you got to be you got to be careful of. Is right. it, it's not as sprawled out. I will say this. The city. Cooler than the city of Bend beer, not as good as the city of Bend. However, better food, better cocktails in Asheville. And way more options, too. Yeah, the food in Asheville was absolutely phenomenal, and the craft cocktail scene is alive and healthy and well. Cool. Well, that's Asheville, North Carolina, everybody. If you're going to go down there, well, hopefully you'll take some of Patrick's advice and some of the beers he tried and some of the positives and negatives and uh, let us know as well what you've done there. If you've been there already, feel free to let us know, of course, your favorite breweries and your favorite beers. Again, Twitter is at Mike Lynch 27 and Patrick's at PZD 085 on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, coming up next, it is time for our beer of the week. And I have been told it is theme-based. We are going to be drinking a North Carolina beer. Coming up next here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right, Beer of the Week time, our favorite segment of every single podcast here on Beers on Us. I am holding it right now. We have a glass in front of us from High Wire Brewing, which I guess is no surprise considering how the last segment went. Patrick's favorite place in Asheville, North Carolina was High Wire. And the beer we have in front of us is the High Wire Zirkusfest Oktoberfest beer. Lager. And... Do they have a little description of what it tastes like on the beer? Uh, yeah. Uh, gold medal winner at 2016 American GABF in the German-style Marzen category. Use of Munich malt in this full-flavored beer provides upfront biscuit and honey flavors that fade into a light, dry finish. It was funny because it was, like, hot and muggy. The last thing I thought I would want is a malty lager, but I tasted it, and it was just really good. And it was funny. It's funny because we just cracked into September. October's not too far down the line. Uh, I didn't know it was award winning because I just got. I basically tried every beer. Got a sample tray each time I needed to to try every beer. And this was the one that talked to me the most. Well, based on that description alone, the flavors sound exactly up my alley. Bready and honey sound perfect to me. And I love that we both have bottle openers on our keys of course and they're probably both brewery bottle openers too aren't they yeah who do you have i've got the shoots on mine i got double mountain i got the shoots at a golf tournament they had like a little swag truck there and uh they were just handing them out i was like i do need a bottle opener on my keychain there we go i have to go to the chiropractor after this i hope she's not mad that i'm having a beer why would she be mad i don't know i already had a beer before anyway <laughs> well it's your wednesday it's your day off right yeah yeah so, so this- if you haven't been able to tell i am slightly sick uh, so my nose might have some trouble with the taste on this one. Something real quick. I did have to fly with these home. I think I've mastered flying home with beer. Get some bubble wrap, wrap it in a towel. You can bring back whatever you want. So I brought three of these back, two for this segment, one for, for Head Brewmaster, and then I brought I brought three hazies back. Wow. Because they canned a hazy. One of the hazies they canned, I just Dude, really, who really are liked. you and what have you done with Patrick Harris? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're getting into fresh hop season now. Let's not go all hazy. All I know, of a sudden. I know, I know. Although they're probably going to make some fresh hop hazies too, aren't they? Oh yeah. So I think we're making two. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it does kind of give me a little honey right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's honey, and then I guess the malt of the Oktoberfest style it hits me right away. It's a very light caramel color. Mm-hmm. It it's just, got it just tastes good. It's got some like residual sweetness to it. It's not overpowering. I think that's what I really liked about it. And again, it could all it could be a lot of like atmospheric when I was there, but I think that was a huge reason why I liked it because it was it was bright, it was crisp, but it had some sweetness without it being, you know, kind of too sugary in your mouth. Um I thought the malt balance was just really nice to it. And I could drink this kind of all day, every day is what I was thinking. It kind of feels like it hits the sweet spot between both of our styles, mm-hmm. which are pretty on the opposite end of the spectrum where you're much more hoppy IPA guy, I'm much more malty porter stout guy. It kind of sits perfectly in the middle because it has that clean, refreshing, pale taste that you like so much mm-hmm. and makes it more drinkable and more sessionable. But then all of a sudden you get the kind of the bready malts, you get some honey, which I always like in my beer. And that's more towards my spectrum, and it kind of does both really well. This is really good. 
I think, I'm glad you brought this one. It, it kind of, I feel like it speaks to both of us. Well, and I was, it was so funny too, because I'm like bouncing around all these places and you know, and I'm keeping in the back of my mind, you got to find something for beer of the week. And I, I didn't want to bring something from Sierra Nevada just because I think this is, this is our seventh podcast. I think this is the eighth time we've mentioned Sierra Nevada. <laughs> um, so uh, I didn't want to bring something back from them. And I, I was really just didn't want to bring back an IPA, to be honest, because even though I had some good ones, you know, I think being in the market we're in and, you know, the direction this podcast has gone, you know, I, I think we cover IPAs fairly regularly and fairly in um, intensely. And so, I think we're going to have a lot of IPAs to try and beer the week coming up. Exactly. And this is a good opportunity to kind of take a step away. And this was not the beer that I thought was going to be talking to me because I was like looking at stuff. I was kind of they I tasted a blueberry sour from these guys and I was like, oh, maybe because it wasn't overly tart. I was like, oh, maybe this is the time that we bring the sour. And then this was on my first taster tray, and uh, it just blew me away. I had to do it. It's really good. Uh, sadly, you're not going to be able to find this here because nothing apparently from Asheville is here. Yeah, but, but it's got a bearded lady on the label. Yes, it does. I think I saw. I think that's their logo is the bearded lady, right? Because uh, I'm assuming high wire is kind of circus, this circusy. Is, this is their logo. It's like a guy on a high wire with the, with the balancing beam. Gotcha. Um. I bought a t-shirt. I bought a sticker. You can tell how much Patrick liked uh, High Wire. You, when you do their <laughs> taster tray, uh, it, it's, it's, so you get four at a time, you write the four of them, and then it's it's on the front and it looks like kind of like a, yeah, like a circus act sort of thing. It's just like a sky on the front and you write your four beers. On the back, it's a postcard. You can mail it to yourself. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I was like, this is so cute. Did you mail it to yourself? No, I forgot. I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but I got them. I kept them. I was like, I'm going to put these in my bag and I'm going to totally mail these to me. Then I saw them in Atlanta and I was like, maybe I can mail them from Atlanta. No, that'd be kind of late. And then I forgot about them again and now I'm home with postcards <laughs> that I didn't send to myself. Totally separate story. When we went to Vegas a couple weeks ago, the uh, my, my notification on my phone, I have it to remind me a week ahead of time of birthdays, popped up mom's birthday. And I was like, oh, crap, because I was in Las Vegas and I wouldn't have time when we got back to send it to get there on time Oh, because we were getting back like a day before her birthday. So I went to a CVS on the strip, bought a card and went, wait, how am I going to mail this? And I went to our hotel and they said, sorry, we don't mail things for you. You can FedEx it, though. I was like, I'm not FedExing a card. You think I am? I'm not spending thirty dollars at a Vegas Strip hotel to FedEx a card. We went to Fremont Street, which is kind of like the more downtown portion, and we asked around and we found a post office <laughs> that was like three blocks away, and it was super shady. And there was one one little row of uh, containers to dump mail in, like outgoing mail containers, which I feel mm -hmm. like don't exist anymore. And uh, I put it in there. And it got there even faster than when we when we mailed stuff from here. Yes. It got there in like two days. I was like, there you go, Las Vegas random mailbox in the middle of downtown. Thank you. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. Because you're like, I'm not near home. How do I mail these things? Yeah, I was I had no idea. And like when was the last thing you really mail things? Like, it's just I, letters I for birthdays. I don't mail anything. I don't even do that. I don't even wish people a happy birthday. <laughs> I don't expect it from you, so I know. I don't I'm not a big letter guy, but a lot of my people a lot of my family members are. So yeah. I still have to abide by those laws of the family, if you will, but I'm not Mr. Birthday Card Guy. Yeah, it was myself. one of my best friend's wedding. That's why I was in Asheville. And people are coming to me, you know, I was lucky enough to be asked to be a groomsman. The wedding was absolutely gorgeous. It's amazing what rich people can do. And uh, you know, people are asking me, uh, yo, so uh What'd you get Pete for 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 wedding? What'd you get Pete and MG for for a wedding gift? And I was like, uh, my attendance, uh, the fact that I flew across the country. Uh, I'm here. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> That's kind of it. That's really all I got for you, man. The flight probably was very expensive. Yeah, dude. Plus, oh man, hotel in Atlanta. Oh yeah, just just everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably spent a thousand dollars doing this. Easy, mm. easy. Yeah, for our wedding when we got married. We got married in New Jersey, which is where I'm from, and we flew all of the groomsmen and bridesmaids out on the dime of the wedding, mm -hmm. so they didn't have to worry about it. But everybody else, uh... you want? I'm going to tell you this story, and um, Mary Greer, if you end up listening to this, I I apologize if it sounds offensive. It's more of just like I am clearly from the West Coast and don't understand how things work in the South. But my buddy Peter, his now wife, her name is Mary Greer, right? Classic Southern. Yep, Mary Greer. She's from uh, Tennessee. 
And uh, her father, his name is Greer. Greer Greer? Nope, just Greer. And then, because her last name is Rusty is, Greer, is her last name. Her last name is you know I probably shouldn't say last names on the air, but yeah. uh, but so but his first name is Greer. Okay. Uh, he has a brother who has two children, both girls. One is named Mary, the other's named Greer, <laughs> and then Greer's daughter is named Mary Greer. There's a lot of Greer going on. No, it's just a lot of like I don't understand going on. <laughs> I don't understand it either. I don't, I don't blame you. I know it's like what's your middle name, Mike? Gary, yeah. So it'd be like this is my this is my son, Michael Gary. Yeah, yeah. It's just strange to me. I got you. I got you. Okay, I got you. I understand. All right. Is well, that, was that even worth it? Like, should we just cut that out? No, that we're didn't not cutting. Sound as funny as I wanted. We're not it to cutting be. it out because we're learning. We're learning. It was beer of the week mixed in with random wedding talk from y'all from our life. Bunch of y'all, man. A lot of y'all. Bunch of y'all. A lot of y'alls. I'm sure. All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, wherever you found us, iTunes, Google Play, TennyTheFan.com. If there's a rate and subscribe and review area, please do so. We appreciate it. Also, let us know on Twitter at Tennyth or uh, at Mike Williams 27 can go on at Tanita the fan. I do tweet it out from there as well. Sure, why not? And uh, at PDD085, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you're trying. If you've been to Asheville, please let us know. I want to I hear what you thought about the city and the beer there as uh, we are trying Highwire's Oktoberfest beer. Again, it is the Highwire Zirkus Fest Oktoberfest. It is a honey and bready, biscuity, malty deliciousness. Very easy drinking as well. And uh, has a very, very kind of sweet back end with a very malty front end it's kind of we didn't really go through all the layers because i'm a little sick but um that's kind of how i got it throughout my stuffy nose just clean just Just clean clean, smooth uh not sure what we're doing next week we are going to try to do on location i believe but uh that is not set in stone yet if not we'll figure it out but make sure you tune in it'll be back again next thursday four o'clock as always and we'll see you then deuces T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.